So just exactly what is wisdom? We'll find out next as we begin a new series simply entitled Wisdom for Living on this edition of Graceful Truth. Join us. From Grace Bible Church in Redwood City, this is Graceful Truth with our teacher and pastor, Steve Converse. Welcome to our broadcast. Today, we're going to begin a new series in the book of Proverbs, a series simply entitled Wisdom for Living. Now, we'll spend some time today taking a look at the definition of wisdom, also our need for and the source of wisdom. We've got a lot of ground to cover, which will also include Ephesians and 2 Timothy, so make it a point to join us today as we take a look at the benefits of wisdom, the definition, the source, and the need. Here's Pastor Steve Converse from Grace Bible Church in Redwood City with today's broadcast of Graceful Truth. A new series for the summer called Wisdom for Living, and it's a series out of the book of Proverbs, and uh, there's only one way really to do that successfully, to, to live wisely, and that's you have to develop wisdom. We often, when we come to the Bible, refer to things like the faith of Abraham or the patience of Job or the courage of Elijah. But this morning we want to turn our hearts to the ancient book of Proverbs in the Old Testament. And we come to the wisdom of Solomon. And I can just tell you, I've never really opened up the book of Proverbs without finding a little nugget here or there. The book of Proverbs is one of those Bible books that you can actually pay, play a safe game of Bible roulette with. You know what Bible roulette is? God, speak to my heart. Let's see, what, you know, what do you got for me today? Well, if you restrict that to the book of Proverbs, you'll probably be okay. That's, of course, not what we're going to do this morning. The book is not only wise, but it's also relevant. It's timely. It's constantly up to date, no matter what the subject, and it's very, very convicting. Uh, the wisdom of Solomon doesn't need to remain within the books and on the lines of the book of Proverbs. It, hopefully, by the end of the six weeks, you'll find some of that wisdom in your hearts. And for the next six weeks, we're going to be looking at ways that we can apply this basically uh, to every area of your life, your spiritual life, your job, your friends, your finances, and so forth. Uh, we're only going to spend six weeks here, so we're not going to cover everything. But our series, our source of wisdom for this series is the book of Proverbs. In 1991, um, there was a man by the name of H. Jackson Brown. And he had his son who was going off to college, and, and he wanted to prepare him for the, the, the world. And so H. Jackson Brown decided to write down the most important things that his son would need to know as he prepared for his life in the grown-up world. And he put this advice in the form of a little booklet that he made for his son. And eventually somebody got a hold of that little booklet and they actually published it. And you may have actually seen it. It's called Life's Little Instruction Booklet. And in that little booklet is everything that this father wanted his son to know. You probably it sold millions of copies. Um, but approximately 3,000 years ago, we have King Solomon who did the same thing for us. He was the wisest man, the Bible says, to ever live. Um, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But he compiled a collection of the wisdom that he had accumulated over time, over the years, and he had presented this collection to his 
son and, and to help him gain and attain wisdom and discipline and to acquire a disciplined and prudent life, Proverbs 1, 1 and 2 says. And so that's the collection that we find in our Old Testament, the book of Proverbs. And uh, this is life's little instruction book for us as believers. And it contains advice for basically getting it together, and somebody said, and then keeping it together as well. Sometimes we, we're pretty good at getting things together, but we're not too good at, at keeping things together. And that's what the book of Proverbs will help us do. Uh, there is a story, just the background, in, about King Solomon uh, in the Bible. And basically, just paraphrase the story for you, it's, it's uh, found in 1 Kings. But God appeared to him in a dream. And uh, he said to King Solomon, he said, ask for whatever you want from me and I'm going to give it to you. And Solomon said, give your servant, here's what he said, a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. What was Solomon asking for? Solomon was asking for wisdom. That's what wisdom is. And the Bible says that God was pleased with Solomon's request. Think about it. If, God could, if you could ask God for anything, what would you ask him for? <laughs> a lot of us would probably end on money, right? Well, I'd ask him for money or I'd ask him for whatever. And, and so you stop and you think about it. But Solomon was wise. He asked for wisdom. And the Bible says that God was pleased with him. And here he said, since you have asked for wisdom, Solomon, and not for a long life or not for wealth or not for power over your enemies, I will give you what you asked for. Plus... I will give you what you didn't ask for. Wealth, honor, and a long life. So he got everything when he got wisdom. And so that's kind of the lesson of the book of Proverbs. When you have wisdom, you basically have everything. But there's a real need, first point, for wisdom in our life today. Someone said this, the book of Psalms tells us how to get along with God. It helps us with our Spiritual life helps us with our, our devotional life, helps us with our vertical relationship with God. But the book of Proverbs tells us how to get along with each other. It's a very practical book. It talks about horizontal living on, almost on every page. And for those of us sometimes who have conflicts with others, chances are that we're going to find in this book ways to become part of the solution and not part of the problem. Did you know that there's over 180 different types of people represented in the book of Proverbs? Different kinds of people. Some of them include 46 different types of men. Guys, you didn't know there's that many different kinds of men, did you? There's 23 types of women. Several kinds of children mentioned. The volume of the book of Proverbs in the biblical record is basically filled with wisdom that will help us live on the horizontal plane. And uh, we're going to basically just introduce it today and look at some of the practical reasons why God gave us this book and hopefully glean some things why we should study it. But in the coming weeks, we're going to probe a little bit deeper and we're going to look into some basic principles that are very biblical um, and very wise. That if we apply them to our lives, you're going to see that, boy, this, this, they succeeded and they're time-honored things that are helpful to us. And they will help us with our lives if we apply them to our own lives. Um, but it's probably, Proverbs has probably been said, it's, it's one of the most practical and helpful books in the Bible. Billy Graham used to read every day, probably still does, five chapters of Psalms and one chapter of Proverbs. And by doing that, through the 
entire month, he would have read through the book of Psalms and the book of Proverbs. So it's a good little principle. If you, if you want a simple little devotional thing for every day, read five chapters in Psalms and one chapter in Proverbs. Do one in the evening, one in the morning, and, and see how it goes. You'll get through the book, both books, in one month. Um, but Solomon saw the value of gaining wisdom. Uh, in Ephesians chapter 5, turn over there with me, if you will, because we see the need for wisdom today in, our, in the world in which we live and even in our own lives. Ephesians chapter 5. And Paul writes in verses 15 to 17, he says, See then that you walk circumspectly or carefully, not as fools, but as what? Wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, he says, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So it's very important for us to understand today, if, if anything, you look around, you see that the days are evil, right? I mean, and what Paul is saying is be careful how you walk. Be careful how you walk down here on earth with each other because the days are evil and time is fleeting. And sometimes, you know, you, you get into situations with people and you know what? Life's too short for that stuff. We need to put an end to it and just move on. It's, it's just, you know, not worth it. And that's what we're going to find in the book of Proverbs. Too many people are wasting too much time in their lives failing to exercise the wisdom that we see in this book. You know, if you have wisdom, basically you pretty much have everything. I've already said that. If you have wisdom, you'll be able to find and develop lasting relationships. If you have wisdom, you'll be able to say, know what to say and know when to say it, <laughs> which is key sometimes. If you have wisdom, you'll know how to avoid a lot of misery that people bring on themselves. And you'll know how to maximize your own personal happiness. If you have wisdom, you'll be able to raise your kids the right way. If you have wisdom, you'll be able to sleep at night because you won't be dreading the consequences of your actions. Unless you have a husband like me that snores all night, then you probably won't be able to sleep no matter what happens. If you have wisdom, basically you have everything. It even tells us how you can make money and keep it. I mean, it, it, it touches every facet of our lives. Well, where do we get this wisdom? The source of our wisdom, obviously, needs to come from the Bible. As Christians, we believe that. In uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, it tells us very clearly in verses 16 and 17 why we should go to the Bible for wisdom. It says there all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Why? That the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. And that's the reason we want to turn to God's Word in the book of Proverbs to gain our wisdom, to improve the wisdom that we have. I mean, it's only natural that we should go to God's Word to heed His advice. I mean, stop and think about it. There's really only two sources of wisdom here on this earthly plane. One is trial and error. Have you been there, done that? Okay, I mean, we all have. That, that source basically tells you, you know what? You're not going to really figure it out. You're not going to get any wisdom unless you actually experience things. So some of us choose that way. We decide to go the trial and error method. 
Rather than go get advice, we're too proud. Or rather than go to God and ask for prayer, we're too ask for his help, we're too, too proud. So we just try to figure it out. And how long sometimes I think in my own life I've spent trying to figure something out because I was just too stubborn to go ask somebody. Um, and then you find out that you did it all wrong and you got to go back and you got to redo it. And you're kind of frustrated you got to redo it, but now you know what you're doing. So it's, it's, it's okay. Have you ever put together those pieces of furniture from Ikea or whatever, you know, they come with all the pins and the, all the sorts of parts and everything? You know, I, I kind of enjoy doing those things, putting them together. But, you know, you put one together and you think, oh, you know, you got this down. You don't need these, what are these directions? You don't use the directions, you know? So you whip the thing open, you start getting the, okay, A, B, C, you get the parts all lined up. You look at the picture, yeah, I can do this. And you put it together, and inevitably, if you do it that way, at least my experience, I have two or three pieces left. It's like, these must be extra. And then, you know, you put the thing, the shelf up, and all of a sudden the shelf is leaning. It's like, whoa. Then you look at the direction. It's like, no, this little pin was supposed to go here. You missed that part. And this little screw was supposed to go there. And the thing ends up falling. You got to take it all apart and start all over. And then that time you're actually reading the direction step by step because you don't want to miss anything. You don't want to do it a third time. But sometimes that's how we learn, through trial and error. And it's really a waste of time. Not that you can't learn that way. You can. And the other way is... You can learn through the proven experience of others, which is probably the better route. In other words, if somebody's put together the cabinet before, say, hey, you put this cabinet, anything I need to know about this? <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, don't forget this little part because that's not in the thing. And boy, at the end, and you can learn from the experience of others. And that's only possible if we're willing to heed the advice of others. Proud people don't do well with this. They're not going to heed the advice of anybody. You know, I... Yesterday, I went out to Jerry's wedding, and I, Sam drove, but I had the little, he had a GPS, and I had a little GPS. And so, you know, I was just fixated on this GPS. Okay, it's telling us to do this. It's telling us to go here. It's telling us to go there. And, and I just like that, because I don't like to stop and ask for directions. You, you with me, guys? You just don't do that. You know, it's just, you just keep driving till you find the place. Well, with the little GPS, it just tells you where to go. And so we're just making a simple little thing from the church to the little hotel thing. Well, it was hilarious because we're coming off the freeway in the Clarion Hotel where the, where the thing was was on our right or on our left. And Sam goes, well, that's the hotel. And I said, well, the GPS says we got another 500 feet. And I'm just like fixed. And he goes, I know, but that's the hotel. And he just kept on going straight. And I'm like, I don't know, it says 500 feet. And all of a sudden we see all these people doing U-turns. You know, the, the directions we had took us to the McDonald's. It didn't take us to the Clarion Hotel. And I thought, okay, you know, uh, must have been a tight budget for the wedding. Here. We're going to have the reception at McDonald's. But no, it was at the Clarion Hotel and it was very nice. But the GPS told us to go somewhere. And see, sometimes wisdom would say, well, yeah, it's going to be at the hotel. It's not going to be at the, the, the McDonald's. So just go there. Don't listen to this. Okay. So you, you have to learn sometimes through the proven experience of others. Uh, with, uh, Proverbs 14, 12 says this, there's a way that seems right to a man. It seems right. You're doing, hey, this is where it's telling me to go. But the end doesn't lead to death unless you eat a lot of Big Macs. But that's what the scripture says. But in the end, it will lead to death. There's a way in this world that looks right to our human eye, to our natural eye. It just makes logical sense. This is what we're supposed to do. And so sometimes we just go with that. And God's saying, no, I don't want you to do what seems logical. I'm a big God, and I want you to do something different. 
And so we need to be tapped into his wisdom and his leading in our lives. Because our tendency is not toward wisdom as fallen men. Our tendency is toward what? Foolishness. Our hearts are wicked and evil. And if you just follow your natural instincts through life, you'll find that many things that look good ended you up in a, making a miserable choice, a bad choice. So in order to succeed in life, you need wisdom. The Bible clearly tells us that. And Proverbs shows us how to get it and how to apply it to our lives. And that's what we're going to be looking at for the next six weeks. It's very practical. You're not going to find a lot of theological statements in the book of Proverbs. They're just not there. You're not going to find a lot of begat, so-and-so begat, so-and-so begat, so-and-so begat, so-and-so. That's not there. There's not really a lot of obscure philosophical ideas in the book of Proverbs. It's very, very practical. And so simply verse after verse, page after page, it's straightforward practical wisdom. And that's why we want to take six weeks out of our summer and look at it. Well, what is wisdom? The definition of wisdom, what is it? I kind of came up with this, just a combination of, of a bunch of different people who were defining wisdom and dictionaries and whatnot. But I said, wisdom is the ability to make good decisions based on the principles found in God's word as believers. That's how we're going to define wisdom. Wisdom is the ability to make good decisions based upon the principles found in God's word. Someone said, well, I don't necessarily agree with that definition because I think wisdom is not just making good decisions based upon God's word, but it's also acting upon those decisions. And I'm thinking, okay, well, you're, you're kind of splitting hairs here because if you're wise, you're not going you're, you're gonna to act upon your decisions. You're not going to look at the situation and say, well, I'm wise and I know what to do, but I guess I'm not going to do it. I mean, that wouldn't be a wise person, right? So if you have wisdom, you're going to act upon the decision that you make. I mean, that's part of it. Um, if you know the right thing to do, what is that called? That's called intelligence, right? If you do the right thing, that's called wisdom. That's the difference. So there's, there, and there is a big difference there. I remember in school, we had a lot of guys who were very intelligent. And boy, they could rattle verses off and they could recite texts and do all sorts of things. But when it came down to practical wisdom and how to deal with people and how to just, you know, they had not. They were just like a walking textbook. And all they could do is regurgitate information. Well, the definition of wisdom is the ability to make good decisions based upon principles found in God's word. If you know the right thing to do and you choose to do it, then you're wise. And as you develop wisdom in our lives, as we develop, as we grow in our belief and we grow in our understanding of God and his word, you're going to see what a difference it makes. Think about it. When you were first a brand new Christian and some of the things that you did, quote, witnessing to your family or whatever it might have been. I mean, you just maybe came on too hard, too fast. Maybe just blew them out of the water. Maybe you had no tact at all. When you, you know, well, if you don't believe in Christ, you're going to hell and that's it. You know, that's probably not the best way to share the gospel with somebody. And over years, you've learned and you've applied God's wisdom and you've realized, okay, yeah, we need to speak the truth, but we need to speak it in what? We need to speak in love and grace. And we need people to understand that, you know, we're not just going to shout at them all the time. We need them to understand that we're not perfect. We're, we're just sinners who are forgiven by a gracious God and they can have that forgiveness too. So you're going to see the difference that wisdom makes in your life as you apply it and as you grow in it. But there's also several benefits. And I kind of just went through the first nine chapters in, in, in Proverbs, and I found 10 benefits. And these are just kind of, we're just going to go over these quickly, of wisdom. And uh, we're going to be looking at these in the, in the future coming weeks under different 
subject matter. But for the most part, I just want to kind of go over these in, a, in an overview fashion. Ten benefits of wisdom, uh, and they all begin with P, which is kind of interesting. The first one is perception. Wisdom gives you an accurate perception of life. You say, what do I mean? Well, if you turn to Proverbs chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, it says, Then you will understand what is right and just and fair, every good path, for wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will be what? Pleasant to your soul. It gives you the proper perception of life. It allows you to make the right decisions. Secondly, it prevents certain things. It offers prevention. Wisdom will prevent you from engaging in self-destructive behavior. In Proverbs 2.12, it says, Wisdom will save you from the ways of the wicked man. It will save you from the adulteress in 2.16. In 3.23, it says, Then you will go on your way in safety, and your foot will not stumble, if you have wisdom. So those are some things that wisdom is actually going to prevent in your life. I mean, how many of us want to self-destruct? Not too many. There's not too many people that just want to self-destruct. They want to try to improve their life. Well, if you have wisdom, that helps you to do it. It protects you from things. Uh, wisdom will prolong your life. The Bible clearly says that in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. Keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years. And it makes practical sense. Would it be wise to go out and play in the middle of uh, 680? Probably wouldn't be a, the wisest thing to do to go play tag with the cars as they're speeding by. I mean, you're not going to live very long, okay? So, in a way, when you apply wisdom to your life, it, it will prolong your life. In chapter 3, verse 8, it says, This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Verse 16, same chapter, says, Long life is in her right hand. Her refers to wisdom in the book of Proverbs, just so you know that. And even in chapter 9, verse 11, it says, For though me your days, for though, for through me your days will be many, and years will be added to your life. You know, some, some people say, well, how many years are you talking about here? How many years are going to be added to my life if I live a wise life? Uh, well, I mean, one simple answer is they've done studies that if people who live a less stressful life live longer, that's just a matter of fact. It reduces stress when you apply wisdom to your life. It probably lowers your blood pressure. So it, how many years? I don't know, but it definitely does. It offer, also offers you peace. In 317, it says, her ways, wisdom, are pleasant, and all her paths are peaceful. When you lie down, in verse 24 of chapter 3, it says, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. So it gives you a kind of a peace in life when you have the wisdom of God applied. Also, prosperity, believe it or not, in verse 2 of chapter 3, it says, wisdom will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. Verse 16, long life is in her right hand, and in her left hand are riches and honor. I mean, Proverbs says a lot about the connection between wisdom and wealth. You know, a lot of wealthy people aren't just wealthy because they're wealthy. They're wealthy because they have some wisdom. They have some ability to maintain their riches. Uh, wisdom will prolong your life. The Bible clearly says that in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. Keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years. And it makes practical sense. Would it be wise to go out and play in the middle of uh, 680? Probably wouldn't be a, the wisest thing to do, to go play tag with the cars as they're speeding by. I mean, you're not going to live very long, okay? So, in a way, when you apply wisdom to your life, it, it will prolong your life. In chapter 3, verse 8, it says, This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Verse 16, same chapter, says, Long life is in her right hand. Her refers to wisdom in the book of Proverbs, just so you know that. And even in chapter 9, verse 11, it says, For through me your days will be many, and years will be added to your life. You know, some, 
Some people say, well, how many years are you talking about here? <laughs> how many years are going to be added to my life if I live a wise life? Uh, well, I mean, one simple answer is they've done studies that if people who live a less stressful life live longer, that's just a matter of fact. It reduces stress when you apply wisdom to your life. It probably lowers your blood pressure. So how many years, I don't know, but it definitely does. Well, it is our prayer here at Graceful Truth that God would reveal His grace to your hearts through the teaching of His Word each week. We trust you're currently involved in a Bible teaching church in your area. If not, we'd love to have you come and visit us here at Grace Bible Church in Redwood City. We meet each Sunday morning for our praise and worship service at 10 a.m. We offer nursery care and Sunday school classes for our children up to grade five. If you'd like to encourage us here at Graceful Truth, please give us a call at Grace Bible Church here in Redwood City. This is our phone number, 650-366-9923. Again, that's 650-366-9923. Or you can visit us on the web at gracefultruth.org. We've got a lot of resource materials available there, more information about who we are, and if you need a map to visit us at Grace Bible Church, that's there as well. Again, gracefultruth.org. And would you please drop us an email? Let us know you paid us a visit when you stop by. Again, gracefultruth.org. Or give us a call at 650-366-9923. Again, that's 650-366-9923. We thank you for joining us today and trust we'll see you again next week at this same time for another broadcast of Graceful Truth. Graceful Truth.